Okay, just do a bit of a level check. What did you eat for breakfast? I ate uh, not much. I had some oatmeal and a banana later in the day, but I slept for breakfast. Nice. Yeah, I had a boiled egg at 5.30 in the morning, oh. which is not an appropriate time to wake up when you're playing rock and roll shows. Absolutely not. <laughs> you are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Thanks for joining me. For this episode, I caught up with Boston-based band Bent Knee on the Dallas stop of their tour supporting Leprous and Haken. They graciously took time out after their set to talk to me. First, though, um, I wanted to talk about anxiety and self-doubt and how it plays a part in this interview. Meeting new people and having intelligent conversation, much less not rendering myself mute by overthinking what I want to say, has been a problem for me for a long time. Joining my last band and meeting new people at shows made me realize just how many awesome people there are out to have a conversation with, and for me, usually that means it's about music. Getting out of my comfort zone and talking to new people was one of the reasons I started this podcast, but sometimes I do fall back on my introverted ways. This interview in particular threw me a little because Dallas at the time had a brief cold snap and the show was outdoors, which made me very uncomfortable. The cold is one of the reasons I moved away from New England in the first place. When Chris and Jessica led me backstage to find a quiet spot, we also ran into some of the Leprous guys and then Charlie and Rich from Haken, who I'm a big fan of. But instead of saying something, even hello, big fan, play guitar, also from England, maybe even... Here's my card if you have time to come on my podcast. I went mute and I said nothing. I also felt at the time that on my side, I didn't do a particularly good interview. And so I've kind of been putting off editing this episode. Luckily, I forced myself to get it done, if nothing else out of respect for Chris and Jessica's time. As it turns out, with some editing out of some ums and ahs and whatever else, my questions don't sound quite so bad. Also, it's important to remember that the people being interviewed are the focus anyway, so to a point, my spiel doesn't really matter. The lesson to be learned is that things often seem worse than they really are, especially when you put them off and you let them build up in your mind. Self-doubt is a major hurdle, especially for me. But I'm committed to constantly improving my action-taking, and I hope it will inspire those of you out there that struggle to take action because of your own inner voice. On a side note, I highly recommend Little Voice Mastery by Blair Singer to help with just that. It's a great book, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. With all that said, we go now to a very cold evening in Dallas, where I interview Bent Knee. 
Welcome to the Music on Your Own Times podcast. I'm um, hanging out at the uh, Gas Monkey Bar and Grill with uh, Chris and Jessica from uh, Bent Knee. Thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to me. Yeah. Um, and for everyone um, on the podcast, this will be my first band interview in Texas. So <laughs> it's really fitting that I'm interviewing a band from Boston. Why don't you introduce yourself and what you do in the band, if you wouldn't mind? Sure. My name is Chris. I play the violin and uh, handle some of the logistics in the band. I'm Jessica. I play bass and do background vocals, and I run the merch all the time. Except right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oops. That's okay. Um, So cool. Um, So for those that don't know your band, uh, can you give me a brief uh, intro and where you guys came from? You all met at Berkeley, is that right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, uh, we all met at Berkeley. In Boston, we're all from various parts of the country and world. Mm-hmm. Courtney grew up in Japan, the lead singer. I'm from Colorado. Okay. Jessica's from Washington. Mm-hmm. Ben, guitarist, is from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Gavin is from the Bay Area, drummer. And Vince is from Baltimore. So we all kind of met at school and, and stuck around. And we've been a band for the better part of a decade now. Yep. You seem to be a part of a, a larger collective of, of- group of musicians and you got all these different projects uh is would you say bentney is kind of the main one or is that just what's going on right now or i i'd say that's the main one for everybody yeah it's the, yeah. Pri- it's the primary focus Excellent. yeah and and i think the other side projects are simply to keep everyone sane there's only yeah. so much time and energy you can spend on any one thing and absolutely before you have to to find a different outlet for for something else yeah, yeah i mean um I think what's cool for me is that you guys seem all to have this kind of higher, um, I mean you all went to Berkeley so you've all got the kind of um, musicianship and the, and the higher understanding of music but it's it's got to the point where you are, you know, you're emoting the music and like all that other stuff kind of is an afterthought at this point but it's so complicated, um, you know, I just love the... Uh, the amount of uh, different stuff going on at all times it's it's really cool um so given that you have so many projects i, I want to talk a little bit about um, band dynamics like how do you how do you write such complex music and get along and you know how, how does it avoid getting into kind of a um you know my idea this idea or do you like bring all the ideas together and that's what makes it so complex yeah, it's a good question, uh, it, and it changes every time. We, for a long time, for Shiny Eyed Babies and Say So and Land Animal, which came out last year, mm-hmm. all of those records were written with uh, the starting point being a, an individual bringing in a demo, and then mm-hmm. we would flesh things out together in a room and argue <laughs> and eventually play things out live and then bring it back and and finish the thing before we bring it into the studio. Mm-hmm. And we were feel i mean that technique has worked for us for a while now but we were feeling a little creatively stagnant Mm -hmm. so the new record we've been writing with the one rule that everything has to start in a room in a studio together before we can do anything with it right individually and so the process has been flipped on its head and uh, we've been, you know, coming up with all kinds of weird creative exercises to do in the studio to turn out the seeds of ideas, which mm-hmm. eventually will be taken and revamped by individual people and brought back in. And 
Uh, it's very much a studio project in a way that okay. we haven't been involved in before, which is exciting. Excellent. Um, and I find it it seems to be a little bit of a dichotomy. When you look at your social media, everyone's hanging out and being very... Um, you, you look like you're having fun and having great friendships and everything. But when you listen to, especially the latest album, it's very melancholic. And I, I find a lot of um, kind of kinship with how... How do I put this? It's it's not sad, but it's, it's almost like Courtney's vocals are very... Um, you know... The, come from a feeling of yearning like the the, the um, title video is very dark and you know you get this uh, feeling of loss at the end of the video and um, where would you say that kind of stuff comes from um, I'd say we all have like darker sides and to various degrees mm -hmm. um, and I think that if you go back to our first album it's extremely dark mm -hmm. and i think we've actually been getting like lighter and lighter throughout the years and i think we've like been able to put more of our personalities in the newer music um but yeah i think i think that's like a good place for it like in in the music and it's like a good outlet and like for me writing songs about like some like personal stuff I'm going through and then playing it as much as we play songs like mm -hmm. turns it into something else having Courtney sing things that I've like really struggled with like changes it completely and makes it into like a like a cheer mm -hmm. instead of like a burden right <laughs> and very cathartic yeah and and it and like also the how many times we play things like it turns it, like sometimes it turns into not even feeling anything like it can just be like a a show mm -hmm. and it, it kind of takes takes the uh the salt out of all of the wounds i think when you play as much as we do right. and perform stuff like that yeah the thing to keep in mind too is the the art is not the artist mm -hmm. or it's not a, a culmination of the artist so I guess the best example I have of this is we've played with extremely heavy, twisted bands, <laughs> and they're some of the kindest and most gentle, caring people I know. Right. <laughs> so uh, what their output doesn't necessarily reflect how they feel all the time. Right. Uh, if anything, I think it gives them... A, a really ideal release mm -hmm. for yeah. that kind of thing right. and you know everyone needs that kind of outlet uh, whether or not it's creating something or, or or doing anything else to kind of you know make themselves feel well again Absolutely. and music just happens to be our thing mm -hmm. yeah. no I totally feel that um, so you're on a um, pretty extensive tour with Haken and Leprous right now how did that come about? I don't know exactly how that was fun. We're all on the same label. Okay. Uh, so I think that the initial spark was probably due to that. Mm -hmm. uh, I just know that one day I got an email from our booking agent who said, Hey, you've been offered this tour. Do you want to take it? And we said, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been an amazing experience. I, I was apprehensive of a couple of things going into this tour. One was... Uh, whenever you're jumping onto a package full of people you don't know, 
you don't know what that vibe is going to be like until day one. And right, I would say even deeper, like, because day one, like, everyone's running around. You don't even get a chance to meet everybody. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good point. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what you're walking into, and uh, you could very well be dealing with horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just hard to know. Right. And I'm, we're lucky in the fact that everyone is super kind, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a real pleasure spending time with with both bands and uh the whole crew for both bands it it feels like a big family at this point uh and then the other thing i was apprehensive about which is when you're opening for any band you just wonder if anyone's going to be there for the top of the bill right and we've had incredible crowds each night so Mm -hmm. it's we're, we're tremendously lucky to be on this tour and uh, it's nice to play in front of a bunch of people who love music mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily live inside of their genre, but they're just open and receptive to to music that they like. So uh, right. it's been great for us. And yeah, I mean, we, you've got three pretty heavy-esque bands, but they're very, very different. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's a great tour. Um, so have you got any stories of... Um, maybe things that have gone wrong over the years that and what maybe something you've learned from that okay uh well we had a huge thing go wrong this summer um when we were about halfway through our tour of the u.s we were in san francisco and uh we played our last song and was, we're expecting an encore all of us left the stage one by one and Gavin, oh, hold on hold on before we yes. have to we have to set this up very dramatically okay uh, to, to set the scene and i'll give this back to you in a okay. second but uh for a long so if anyone's heard our music we've we were closing that particular tour with boxes mm-hmm. and the way that boxes ends is each instrument drops out one by one and we would have each person move off the stage as soon as they were done playing so it ends with the drums uh, and the previous night in Los Angeles, we had an incredible crowd. We had the lighting director from the Dillinger Escape Plan who just happened to be in the audience. We toured with him a couple years ago. He was running lights, so he knew the music, so everything was cued just so. Uh, it was an incredible moment where we all walked off stage one by one, and then Gavin finished playing, and all the lights went out, and he left, and the crowd went crazy. And then we came back for our encore. And it was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. So, next night, Saturday night, Pride Weekend, San Francisco. Crazy show. But the way to get off the stage was a little convoluted. You had to walk down the set of stairs, stage right, um, which kind of went into the audience. It was just roped off. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go out a door on floor level. But there were three big steps going off the stage. And we did the same thing. And the five of us are waiting for Gavin. Uh, and the crowd starts to clap, and then everyone stops immediately. It, it's the strangest sound I think I've ever heard. Uh, normally applause dies off. It doesn't just stop on a dime. And we all came out from backstage to see why. And Gavin had missed a step mm-hmm. and just destroyed his leg. Just snapped it in half. It was nasty. Uh, no. Jessica, back to you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that was a very terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And we ended up playing a show the next day, uh, Gavin with his leg up and uh, two drummers filling in. And um, Gavin played, like, 
most of the songs and um, we uh, he was in a lot of pain and he decided not to take the severe pain medication so he could be like lucid during right. the set which was incredible mm -hmm. um, San Francisco is where he grew up so he ended up staying there and you know he didn't know like how how in-depth this was you know he had to get a cast going on or so he thought and um, it so we continued with the rest of the tour with another drummer mm -hmm. from the band we were touring with called gatherers and um, that drummer learned our set in two days wow. and we happen to have two days like in a row right after that had happened which mm -hmm. was the only time like that on the whole tour which is really crazy and Gavin was there so he could help him learn the parts and how to think about it and um, but we ended up having to leave Gavin mm -hmm. home and um, continue on without him for a month and uh, it turned out he needed surgery and physical therapy and he only got back two weeks before we went out on this tour. Wow. And uh, it was crazy and really sad. He and yeah, just uh, he like missed some some stuff and it was it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And as a band, we definitely are feeling differently about each other and about Gavin and being back feeling really really grateful for him and um this is this is like a kind of challenging tour mm -hmm. um because we're following buses right. um and so they get to sleep when they are driving to the places and we have to sleep and then drive ourselves and um so we have some like you know normally like I'd say probably like five to six hour drives and then mm -hmm. some like 10 hour drives and then we have to play a show <laughs> and wow. uh, we don't have any more days off. We had one day off in Boston um, and so it's a it's a really challenging tour but I think Gavin being back really makes a huge difference mm -hmm. and we're all like really grateful That's to great. keep going. He's all mended and everything? He is, I mean, He's st he can play, uh, you know, and he can walk, but it's like it's painful for him mm -hmm. a lot of times, and he still has a lot of swelling. He's still dealing with it. He's you got a bunch of metal in his leg. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't tell. He, you know, everyone played awesome tonight. Well, the Thank crazy you. thing, I mean, the the show that we played right after San Francisco, when we still weren't sure exactly what was wrong with Gavin because he wasn't able to see a specialist, mm -hmm. he played most of that show with his non-dominant leg on the kick uh, and sounded perfect. Yeah. He's the most versatile drummer I have ever heard in my life. It's just astounding what he can do with three limbs. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's the most versatile musician I've ever encountered, yeah. honestly. I, I got a lot of respect for drummers. I just can't get over the right hand dominance thing, so yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. I can't count more than, you know, one limb. Yeah. That's insane. That's cool. Um, I think... It's it's really cold here in Dallas, which is why I, you know, this is not the reason I moved down here. Um, but I think we're gonna wrap it up because I'm freezing. Okay, <laughs> sounds but, good. Um, yeah, thank you, you know, a great deal for uh, coming, take the time, and I hope we get to follow up soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe get we hope some to of the come rest back of the soon. We yeah, had... we could do something by Skype. Oh, that, that would be great. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, excellent. What song 
uh, would you like to hear at the end of the oh, podcast? Uh, well, if you're doing something from Land Animal, uh, if you like Land Animal, Land Animal is a great choice. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to be posting the, the video to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and yeah. uh, we'll end it there. Sounds good. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it. Don't forget to check out bentneymusic.com. Also on facebook.com forward slash bentneymusic. Check out their music on all the streaming platforms and make sure you go see them live. Don't forget to visit the website at musiconyourownterms.com where you can find videos, show notes, links to the bands. And also don't forget to sign up for the mailing list so you can keep abreast of what's happening. Visit me on facebook.com forward slash musiconyourownterms. Thanks for listening. Be kind and excellent to each other and keep pushing the needle. I hope you enjoy Land Animal by Bentney. Scraps on the table